0: Hello, hello, Natalie Lucier here, the founder of Access Ally, and I am super pumped for today's guest. So today we get to chat with Chris Davis, founder of Automation Bridge and the host of the All Systems Go podcast. And we're going to be talking about increasing completion rates in a one-to-many coaching or online course program. So I am just so excited to have you here. Thank you for being here, Chris.
1: Yes, yes. Natalie, thank you for having me. I've been preparing for this (laughs) for a while. I'm going to give our our listeners and viewers insight. I don't often rehearse, but I went for a walk yesterday and I was just like, it's on top of mine. And I just kind of went through the whole spiel for today. So it's that much more polished (laughs) for everybody who's, who's in attendance.
0: I love that. Thank you for, for like, yeah, pre, <laughs> pre-marinating everything. I think it's going to yes. be extra good. So for people who don't know you, can you give us a little bit of a background of kind of how you got to where you are today and why this is your jam?
1: Yeah, I, I feel like I'm a good example of listening to life's lessons. I started out thinking I was going to be an artist, just a, a natural love for art and skill, ended up going the engineering route, spent seven years in engineering as an electrical engineer, programming microprocessors, super technical stuff. Funny fact is I didn't learn how to use a computer until my freshman year. Give me some some lenience because we were still doing up back then. So <laughs> I, I was not born with a keyboard in my hand, like a lot of people think. and And it was the loss of a dream, Natalie, that put me on this different path. I, I was climbing the corporate ladder, gunning for the corporate office, you know, with the windows one day I'll be VP. Right. And we had our recession. I think it was 2008 and it just changed everything. It changed everything. My wife got laid off later on. I would lose my job and I was at a place where the dream had died but my kids were alive. I, I started this dream off with me. Now I've got a wife and three kids. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> I've got to do something. And that transition was the startup space. I'm, I'm, I am like giving the 10,000 foot view of this. Got introduced to the startup space with Lee Pages. Clay Collins was the, the co-founder there. And that's where I really polished my skills. That's where I would say marketing found me. Natalie. I didn't find marketing. It found me and said, hey, look, you're really good at this thing if you automate me. So I wasn't interested in just marketing as is. I wanted to use technology. Can technology send that email? Can technology run a webinar, then send emails? And once I started to see the results, I was hooked. You couldn't, I'm I'm not going anywhere. I found my place, helped lead pages, raise a bunch of money, building out that uh, marketing and sales systems. And then education found me. My next role was the director of education at a marketing automation company called Active Campaign. So I spent years there building out the education department, the culture training, how to leverage marketing automation, how to learn the platform. And that's where I realized that I had a natural passion for education as well. So you put those two experiences together along with my engineering. You got a tinkerer, somebody who likes to break things down. You got a marketer, someone who loves relationships and building relationship authentically, and then an educator. So that becomes me in a nutshell. And now I'm the founder, of course, of my my own company where I have a podcast and I train uh, digital marketers on how to automate their digital marketing and and sales.
0: I love that. I love how all the ingredients kind of came together to create (laughs) the amazingness that is you. So I love that. So what excites you about combining automation with coaching or training programs, especially online, like what kind of potential do you see there that you think is kind of amazing?
1: Oh, this is going to be so good. Let me first admit and say, I was like everyone else, just throw up a course, put a price on it, make some money. <laughs> right. And I feel like that's where a lot of people uh, start back here um, in this file cabinet. I have my first email of my first sale from my First $20 course, right? So I did not start off where I am now. I started off, can I do this thing? Can I sell some stuff online based on knowledge? Will people buy it? And it worked. Now it's more so around facilitating understanding, right? That is my main driver. And I feel like with my focus on that, which was again heavily influenced by my previous time at a startup doing education, seeing people confused. and and the light coming on and seeing them feel energized and optimistic. Natalie, I I think we've got more entrepreneurs starting daily in today's society than ever. And the path to success is going to go through technology. There's no way around it. (laughs) I mean, COVID let everybody know, listen, you better at least have a remote plan in place, (laughs) right? And only way to go remote is through technology. And for a good business, uh, a passionate owner with a great cause to be hindered by technology, that's what drives me it should never be a hindrance it should always be your at at your aid and and supplemental to to what you do and in instrumental
0: yeah i love that and yeah i do see people get bogged down sometimes with the technology or with choosing at least a tool or something cuz there're just so many options so yeah. how do you go about recommending or helping people not get stuck in the tech sometimes
1: yeah it's really easy to do for one and if you think about it it's a natural process it's a natural process I look at tech, <laughs> I look at tech sometimes as like drugs, right? It's so easy to get that first hit and just, whew, I want more, more, more. Because the barrier of entry is most of the times free, right? There's nothing preventing you except discipline <laughs> from going and getting the next tool. Or, oh, look at this sale, Sumo. You you weren't even looking. You're just scrolling through your Facebook feed and there it is right in front of you. So what I tell people to do is that 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 tech, whoo, that's gonna, that's that's a high you don't wanna chase. You wanna chase that. All right. We need to put it in its proper perspective. So I then switch over to say, listen, you ne- I was taught to never go to the grocery store on an empty stomach. Because once you get in that store, everything looks good. And that really was it. These businesses were starving for technology. So any tech was good tech. But what I tell them, I said, okay, let's get something to eat first and let's make a list. So this list now becomes, what are my processes? What are my requirements? Natalie, who's on my team, right? What is the collective acumen of everyone? These are all factors into what technology I choose. So if I got a bunch of nerds and they can just do techie stuff, maybe something like a self-hosted platform is too simple for them. How dare you? We'll just build our own. You have to know (laughs) who's on your team. Most people are not going to fall in that bucket. So we sit down and really get clear on the processes. What's required? What's needed? Then we go shopping. We've got our list, Natalie. (laughs) We're not coming home with pickled flavor sherbet. I mean, because it just happened to look good on an empty stomach, but that's what most people have. They say, "Hey, I've got this tool that can send out emails to cell phones. It's like, okay, any email autoresponder can do that. You, really, you realize that, right? That was a starving purchase. So that's how I start to help them navigate that.
0: That's brilliant. And I love your analogy. I think it's so true. Sometimes when you're like, I just need something to solve this problem and you don't quite know how to approach it. So I think the starting of the list is awesome. I love that advice. So how can these different tech tools help improve that learning experience, that kind of getting those results that we all want for our students? Yeah. Now we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Did you know Access Ally is the most flexible way to sell and elegantly deliver digital offerings as your business grows all in one place on WordPress. You can create online courses, memberships, directories, and communities, and even sell team access all on your terms. Go to accessally.com to get a demo and see why it's the business scaling solution you've been looking for.
1: So here's the good part. We're going to get into, everybody, if you haven't been taking notes, get ready. We're we're, we're diving in. I will first say this. We're talking about courses, right? And a course is created for learning. And, and, And I'm saying this to make it simple for everyone. To me, the ultimate measure of learning is understanding, right? I don't need to know the oven is hot unless I understand what that's going to do to my hand if I touch it. It does me no good just to know. I have to get to understanding that path to understanding is application or demonstration, whatever you want to say, right? I have to know something in order to do something. I can't do what I don't know. And then I have to apply that thing to understand it. And the app, who knows, it may take a while of application to reach understanding. So that sets the context of automation. I'm going to slow walk us there because I need people to get it right. Okay. So before we go and really think about, okay, how can I use automation and, and courses and, and, and increase my completion rate? Chris, give me the good stuff, right? Now that we have the learning framed, we we now look at what has marketing done to learning? Well, marketing has created online courses. That's what marketing did. And unfortunately, it a lot of people do what I did. They start out trying to sell a course. Well, I look at two types two types of courses. A, a course in general is content that's created and compiled or organized in a manner for consumption. So instead of me trying to go everywhere, it's organized in one place for me to consume. That's the first step. Now, the next step, level two, we'll say, of that course would be more of a controlled consumption. So whereas maybe you just buy one, buy two, and go through it however you want to, this one is like, whoa, 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 you'll get this at this time, at this date, or after you've done this. Controlling the environment is what starts to change things. When there's too many variables going on in learning, it's hard to identify what the factors are that are really pushing the understanding, where the value is at. And this is all learned the hard way, everyone, So again, I started out just creating courses, selling them. (laughs) Hey, I got money. But then I said, well, wait a minute. What good is the course? I want a five-star review. I want people to talk about it. They're not going to talk about it if they don't own the understanding. So I then had to figure out how do I get them to apply what they're learning? Well, I can't do it, but it's more easily done in a controlled environment. Last thing is I also need to incentivize the completion of it. If somebody just gives me money, that's not enough. Even if they paid thousands of dollars, I've been one (laughs) that have paid thousands of dollars for a course and not completed it. We're so easily distracted. And though I know that humans often respond to a negative result than a positive one, there still is a level of incentivization that really works in learning because they started down this journey for something for some reason. And sometimes they just need to be reminded. And I'm going to show you all how to have some consequential incentivization that doesn't have a negative feel to it. Okay. So follow me. The three components that I just listed are what most people miss out on when they're creating courses. So the first one is they build a course, not a learning experience. We're not selling course. Can we say that, Natalie? Can we stop selling courses and sell learning experiences? The second is they'll often lack the intentional structure to facilitate understanding. I've got a course. I know something. Put it online. Sell it. No, 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 no. Remember, it's a learning experience that's intentional to facilitate understanding. And then the last one is a controlled environment where I can incentivize completion. If you're struggling getting your course sales up or your satisfaction metrics, because course sales could be up, but maybe people are churning They're Oh, this was all right. You can't get evangelists. Check those three ingredients. So now you have those three. How do I use automation to empower me to do all of that? How can I use automation to help me in the three areas that most people get wrong? You've got to learn to create a learning experience that facilitates understanding through the application of technology. So remember, the end goal is understanding. Now I'm using technology to make sure I get there. So first step would be, well, I've got to have an easy way to start the learning experience. I must. So here's where we get auto-enrollment. Many businesses still don't quite have it to where somebody can go to their website, purchase a course, have their username and password sent to them immediately, and they log in. Bonus if right after I purchase, I'm just already logged. This is still not the norm. So how can automation help? Do that, and you'll immediately start to see your success metrics go up. People are pleased because now I've got immediate access to what I just paid for. So then how do I control this environment? Because the learning experience has to be controlled. I know some students are listening right now like, oh, I hate when I can't get to what I need to get to. I just want to binge. Trust me, I get it. That is not to your benefit when it's coming to understanding what you're what you're consuming. The average person can only learn so much a day. We're business people, full time workers. We're learning on the job, doing other stuff. You want to just blast through this and think that I've done it. No, no, no. So It may disrupt you a bit that I'm slowing you down. And no, you don't have access to that yet. (laughs) But I'm controlling the environment for a reason. It's for your benefit, okay? So how do I control that? Uh, A lot of terms that we use are drip access. So maybe you've auto-enrolled and now you get access to one lesson and in a week you get access to the next. Well, that's automation. Technology is doing that for us and controlling that environment. Now we could take it to the next step too and say prerequisite learning. If you truly want to learn and and, and go at your pace, sometimes you can take a course prior to taking this one to satisfy that I need to do something, right? Okay, well, once you complete this, you'll get access to this. Or what I'm seeing more of honestly uh, now is testing out of it. So here's an assessment let me know where you're at based on how you score. Well, you might get access to the first three lessons where everybody else starts at one. This is more forward thinking now. Let me put an asterisk there. That's more forward thinking, um, more of the progressive platforms who understand the importance of learning and, and facilitating understanding. This is where they're going. Because, I mean, it's just like in school. If I was very good in math, the worst thing you could do is put me in algebra when I should be in pre-cal. Like that you'll lose me. I'm not going to this school. They don't respect me. I'm taking my money somewhere else and going to another school. So we want to be mindful of the thresholds of tolerance in our industries. But again, pre-drip feeding or course prerequisites and allowing people to test up or test out are still controlled and then once we have this environment learning will take place but we don't end with learning we end with understanding we get to understanding through the application of what we learned how does automation help you apply what you learn well there's a few ways that you can do it one is don't give them the option to maybe do it they're learning something and then you're like all right try it out but you immediately give them access to the next thing. That's like telling me to eat my vegetables before the dessert. Why would you put this piece of pie right here and say, all right, but here's some vegetables, make sure you eat them. If I'm very disciplined, sure. I'll eat the vegetables. The average person is going straight for the pie. That's what that next lesson button does when you before mandating application. It's simple. it's straightforward. I like to do things like have them submit something and it could be an assignment in my industry. It's uh, build building an automation and submit the URL to it, create a flow chart, take a snapshot, upload it, right? It's more so for them than it is for me, but it serves as data for me. I can go back and see, okay, you have a problem. Let me go look at your flow chart. It serves two purposes, but once they've learned, give them an opportunity to put it to work. And when I say an opportunity, mandate it. Once you submit this, now the next lesson button will highlight and you can proceed. We should preface this by saying good marketing is making sure your product is the right fit for that market. You're not convincing anybody. You're not pulling their arm. You're not going into their pocket and taking the money out. They're willingfully giving you the money to learn what you have. So if that's the case, yes, they will follow the process. Okay. So I, 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 I missed that. Let me make sure <laughs> I state that they're like, well, what about my people? It's not working. Let's, you got to have product market fit. That's an entirely different episode, right? So now we've got controlling the access through, through drip feeding. We've got mandating application. Make sure they submit something. If you're teaching them something, Let them submit it. These are all things that I do, by the way, in my program. My students, it works well. They're like, oh my God, I've even done that before, but doing it again, it brought more back to my mind. You're helping them. You are not in any way making something just like a hurdle for the sake of jumping over. Now, let me say this. It's your responsibility to take the time and identify what that submission should be. I use worksheets within my curriculum and you fill it out right in the course, right in a lesson. I won't even wait to the end of the lesson. You say, Hey, look, I just showed you a framework. Now put it into play for your business. And they type it in online, right? Hit submit. Boom. You submitted. You thought about it and you had to apply it. (laughs) You had to take a case study and say, okay, in my business, what does this look like? Right? So you have to mandate application. Do not give them the option to okay, maybe. All right. And then lastly, we were talking about the the third element was incentivizing, incentivizing completion. This is where gamification comes in play. And by the way, we're talking about automation. If you missed it previously, when I say mandate application, you need automation to accept the submission, connect it with the right user, and then unlock the next step for them. If you're in the market of looking for an LMS, At the top of this, I talked about getting a list of specifications. I'm giving you those specifications. Just write them down. And now you can go into the marketplace and look and see, hey, does this LMS do this, this, this? It does. And you can make a better decision, everyone. So this is serving many purposes just by doing this one thing. All right. So now we're to incentivizing completion, which we talk about gamification. There was a time in my life where I almost enrolled in a game theory course. Because I loved gamification that much. And I just wanted to know, how do you encourage progression? And how do you just tease somebody to show them, oh, I want that. All right, I'm going to play five more hours until I can get that, right? I mean, it's inherent in everything that we do. So I want to give you all some pointers, how to use automation to gamify your stuff. And again, these are LMS specifications. So you could have one one of the gamification features is points, You get points for enrolling, points for completing a course, a lesson, a module, right? And now those points could be redeemable. Or maybe it's just track because you have a leaderboard or something. If your industry is highly competitive, they want to be on top of the leaderboard. And if you couple that with a monthly prize, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait, and the prize, watch this. Let me make it easy for you all. The prize could be sweat. It could be a t-shirt. It could be a hat. It could be a free month a free course. The possibilities are endless. I hope you're getting excited. I know that you could probably tell I'm excited with (laughs) with this because this stuff works. It really does. And it's not hard to do. So you need a platform, of course, that can give you points based on what somebody does. And again, you want to go on the back end and say, okay, is there a threshold of points when somebody reaches hundred? Do we want to do something once they reach 500? All of that needs to be mapped out. But you have points, right? This is automated. You can also sync those points back to your CRM. Maybe there's something that's unlocked at 100 points and they have 95. Do you know how effective (laughs) an email? You're five points away would be. You know how to get those five points? Just complete this next topic. It'll take you an estimated of five minutes. Once you have these 100 points, here's what you can unlock just put a screenshot of all the courses. This is in an email. I hope you're starting to see how now gamification and automation is enhancing the learning experience. I may have forgot and I didn't know I was that close. Oh, just five more points. Let me log <laughs> let me log back in. Now, let me say this. The link that you say, hey, pick up where you left off should auto log them in. Is that too much to ask for? I'm just saying, make it easy for them. If you want them to to just imagine if you were at a store and you're at home and you left the item, you want, you had to go back to the store and get that item. They emailed you and said, Hey, the item is ready right now. You want to get it and you can hit a button and be transported to the store and just pay for it. You didn't have to drive. You didn't have to get in your car. This is what we can do with technology. (laughs) This is the auto login feature. When an email is sent, you click the link If you're not on the device that you were previously on, it does all the provisioning in the background, logs you in and you're right there. And you could just start learning, okay? This is how automation works, everyone. All right, so we've got points. I mentioned the leaderboard. And then the next is badges. It is something about a badge. Maybe there's scientific research somewhere. And, And maybe it's because I like to play video games. I play games on my cell phone. It is something about a badge or stars that just make me (laughs) just make me feel accomplished. I I feel like I did something right. So, yes, you want to have badges as well. If that's something that your LMS offers, you want to look for that because badges can be tied to both the features I mentioned at certain points. You can get a badge that badge can unlock something or we can go the other way. Once you get this badge, you get this amount of points. The possibilities are endless, but it's beautiful because you can orchestrate the experience that you want them to go through. Leaderboard. Hey, you've been on the top 10 billboard chart for three weeks. Here's your badge. And now it's this not I'm better than you, but hey, peers, look what I've done. (laughs) Look what I could do now. Now the badge needs to be auto apply to the user. And again if we start talking about the ability to sync the CRM, start to look at behavior that they're doing even outside of the learning experience to incentivize them by giving them a badge, right? Hey, you've opened our last 10 emails and you registered for, for our free webinar. We've got a badge for you. This badge unlocks this for a limited time. Somebody's getting is just as excited as me I can feel it. <laughs> but just keep writing your notes. Don't do anything yet because I'm not done, everybody. Just keep writing your notes and and, and learning. So now we've got badges and these all work interchangeably. Automation is applying them in the LMS when they do particular things. We've got it synced with our CRM. So tags, based on tags or based on some criteria that's happening in marketing, I can now give you a badge too. So if you didn't pick it up, your LMS, should talk to your CRM. It's safe to say we're beyond the days where our course platform is over here and our CRM system is over somewhere else and they're not talking. They have to talk everybody. You're not gonna be able to create the learning experience without it, all right? Lastly is measurement. Track everything, track everything. You're able to see when someone completes a course, you wanna add a tag, you wanna give them a badge. Whatever the case is, you need to track everything. The good part about this for LMS is it's built-in. This is built-in automation. So some of the automation I'm mentioning, you'll have to do, a good LMS is gonna have a, the lion's share of what I'm mentioning, built-in. built into it, you don't have to do anything, just set it up. When they click complete, the progress bar increases. Now, again, you can start to send that information back. Now you can have abandonment or win back automations that run. Say, hey, you started lesson number one. I started a countdown for seven days. That countdown has expired and you haven't completed lesson number two. Let me send you an email, right? And that's all based on incentivizing and all of the other stuff that I mentioned, right? But we're measuring everything. Now, I wanted to circle back to the leaderboard. If you really want to get compliance through your programs for completion and you have the element of, Um, personal touch points, which I want to talk about when we go to -to one-to-many strategies on how to go from one-to-one-to-one-to-many, and you have these touch points, share other people's progress (laughs) in front of everyone else. You talk about incentivization. It's like, hold on, wait a minute. I got a four. Everybody else is at 10? (laughs) Let me go do my work, right? It works beautifully, but you have to be measuring it, okay? So, you want to measure it and then make it visual accountability. Sometimes that's what people need. I'm in a program right now. Every week, they pull up a spreadsheet and they just leave it up there. Look at how you're doing. How are you doing compared to everybody else? How are you doing compared to your expectation of yourself? And then it's just the uncomfortable silence. Okay, next week, I'm going through this curriculum early. I'm completing my assignments. You know, But this is because understanding is at hand, everyone, not money not money, not millions. It's understanding. If they understand this stuff, their life is going to be different. You're you're going to change their life forever. So these are just some ways, a few ways that I wanted to highlight automation and how it helps create that learning experience. Can you imagine having to do that all yourself? Go in there and track, okay, what did they complete? All right, I need to give them this badge. Let me go create the badge. It, it It will be ridiculous. And and every teacher in the classroom just raised their hand and said, oh, I know, (laughs) I I know the pain, right? So when you have this, you have automation enabling the the learning experience. How do I take that now and give it to the masses? I want to get this in front of as many people as possible. So a lot of times people are in the one-to-one. All right, I'm going to do this. I'm a consultant. I'm a coach going one-to-one, this, this, that. And then they have this idea. I'm going to package my knowledge and share it and and now I'll get paid. And sometimes it works. A lot of times it doesn't because let me say this, everyone, I lean towards higher price products. I have a high ticket program. I'm not ashamed of that. You can't buy it for a hundred dollars or even a thousand or two, but I have high ticket programs because of the transformation that comes from the understanding. All right. Not knocking anybody else that has something lower price. I'm just saying, I'm speaking from that aspect, When you're doing something one-to-one, I've been working one-to-one with startups, with with small businesses, with clients of my own, and it's like, wow, this is working. Sure, I could put it in a course and just sell it, but it won't give me the level of understanding that I really want them to have. So what I recommend for coaches and consultants that have a track record, if you want to go one-to-many, you want to emulate what you did one-to-one. The technology is going to help you take that same thing and go one to many. So I'm going to give you guys some steps that I went through when I was going one on one mentoring. And I said, okay, I need to open this thing up, meaning I need to build this to where more people can go through it. And it's not as taxing on my time and the understanding is not cannibalized. So the first step that I did was I structured it in a way that could be duplicated. And and here's what I mean. If I have everything unlocked and nothing controlled, that means person A can go through it at a different pace than person B. Now, I can't really trust the results because the process wasn't the same. So the first thing that I did is I, I sat down and I said, okay, what from what I was doing, what do I want them to do? at what time frames. And I want that to be duplicable for everyone coming through. It does not change. Again, this this could feel a little abrasive as I'm saying it because my personality leans towards structure. There are others that are like, I've got to be free. I've got to spread my wings and fly. This may be a little rough for you. (laughs) (laughs) okay? Get you a business partner or somebody that can help rein it in, because I'm telling you, this is going to save you tremendously. When I sit down with somebody, usually the first month we do this. Second month we do this, because you need to have that time for them to learn and consume and, and everything in between. So I've got my structure. Now I need technology. Prepare the technology. Okay, now record the videos, write the content, record the audio, put it in the technology. It is now going to serve as the delivery for what you are doing one-to-one, all right? So I've got it mapped out. I know I know the frequency of access and the total duration. Is it a three-month program, six-month, 30-day? It could be any of those things, right? I have it, and now I'm telling the technology that too because the technology is asking, when do they get access? When do they lose access? What, what are we doing, right? So I'm programming the technology. Here's where... Um, I struggled a lot Is number three is selecting your enrollment type. We've got timed cohorts, which means we open enrollment at a given time for a group of people. We close it off and we take that group of people through always open. Hey, coming at any time, the door is open. Whenever you got money, we'll take it and you can get started. Right. And where I fell, Natalie, after doing this for a few years uh, on my own, this is by the way, I fell at a hybrid. I want it to be always open, but cohort based. And this is pure mastery, but it takes a while to figure this out. So you're probably going to start at timed cohorts and and maybe always open to get a good feel of how things are going. So I now have dates set in, in my company when people can start. All right. Now my marketing is evergreen because I have start dates every month but you just can't jump in because what I've done is I've staggered my access with group coaching calls. So you learn a thing. I hope hopefully you demonstrated it because on the call, we're going to talk about that thing. And, and guess what we're also going to do? I'm going to pull up your work. <laughs> All right. So everybody's going to know whether you did it or not. Natalie, my completion rate of my program, which is over 18 hours, is above 95%. So I'm not telling you guys stuff that's just like, maybe it will work, hopefully, tell me. No, this, this stuff works, right? So I've got mine set up to where you can only enroll on certain days. You Let me say, you only you can only start, you can enroll anytime. You can only start on certain days, all right? So all of my technology, remember I said, prepare your technology. My technology is prepared for that. So now this is my technology talking to me. Chris, we got an enrollment. All right, I'm going to hold until next Monday, Chris. All right, fine. (laughs) Okay, do what you need to do, tech. I'm off with the kids, (laughs) off with the family somewhere, right? Then they start and they're going through. Now, for me, I need structure in my life. So I have dates scheduled for the entire year of when I'm running my group coaching calls. So for me, my marketing is automated. My enrollment is automated. My start dates are automated. I just have to show up at the dates and facilitate, right? So this is great. That's the combo that I've done. Next is you have to plan for your check-in and touch points. There is no learning experience online that should not, at a minimum, have a beginning checkpoint. Where are you right now? An end checkpoint. Where are you once you've completed it? And a mid-checkpoint. At least, Natalie, at least. So I need to know not only just for the sake of is anything going wrong, stuff happens in life. I've had people lose loved ones. Right. Like let's let's not lose our heart in the pursuit (laughs) of facilitating, understanding and getting money like there's Still people and still things going on. But it also allows for you to get up, get check the pulse. How is this content? Where are you confused? It's a lot easier to do that on a call on a personal check-in than always running a survey. I get it. I love surveys. Don't get me wrong, but they don't replace the check-in points, right? So you want to plan for your check-ins and then uh, a quick shout out back to the automation part. You also want to have assessments along the way or quizzes. It's interchangeable, whatever you want to say, but at a minimum after every, every, every completion of a lesson should be some assessment. This is going to help when you show up for those touch points, you're going to have so much data. You're going to have so much to say, okay, well, I see you've got this, this, this and done. So when they say, I'm just really confused right now, I just don't understand. Well, you look at it. Well, you haven't, you really haven't done anything. (laughs) I see why you're confused, right? But those touch points, honestly, it protects your retention. So it lowers your churn so that people aren't just going, falling out. You don't want people to just fall out, okay? Lastly, I I won't say lastly, but also is include community. You've got to have a community. I think there was a time where you could have sales of courses and completion rates without community. Long gone. You want the peer-to-peer engagement. You really do. You should not be the only teacher. You're passing that down to the people who are completing so that they can go and say, hey, look, no, no, no. Don't worry, Chris, I got it. Here's what you do in that situation. I was confused there too. And watch this, Natalie. This is what I love about it because my last point is measure. I can then look at the peer-to-peer interaction, see the confusion points and go optimize the delivery (laughs) of the content. Oh, I get it. This image is, is, this arrow is throwing everybody off. Let me update this graphic, right? And your learning experience is never done. You're always improving it because you're always looking at all of the touch points the completion rates, and you're looking at the peer-to-peer engagement. All right? So that's the last people's measurement. Let me say this in closing. The main way that I like to incentivize people to complete is taking away access. I learned this the hard way. I enrolled in a program and and was kind of lagging. They're like, hey, Chris, well, you realize your access to this expires. I was used to the marketers. Buy a course, have it forever. And I said, whoa, it disrupted my natural biology, but I was like, it made me complete the course. So I do the same thing. I am a proponent of timed access. You say, hey, look, you have this for the next three months, six months, nine months, whatever it is, you're crafting the entire learning experience for it. Because after that duration, what you really want them to do is continue to learn with you. So when we're talking about group going from one to many, make sure that as they're as you're teaching this group, You have something else lined up afterwards for ongoing education and learning with you. And you do those things, you'll be good. I know that was a lot. (laughs) No, a lot. But I wanted to make sure I gave it all to you all out of my respect for Natalie and all that she's doing over here with Access Ally and beyond.
0: Oh my gosh, that was so brilliant. And it shows how much you care about students and the success of them. So yeah, thank you for sharing it in so so much detail too. Because I think people sometimes get overwhelmed with like what they could do. But I think what you shared is what works and what we can actually get in terms of results for people. And I love the removing access. I'm kind of a fan of that too. So I think it depends obviously on the situation, but I think for a lot of courses, or types of experiences, it makes a lot of sense because people want the results that they sign up for. And if they never do the course, they'll never get the results. So I think this is one great way to get them to actually do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) That's amazing, Chris. Thank you so very much. So where can people go to find out more about you, the work you do, maybe sign up for your automation trainings? Like there's so much brilliance for you to share.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So you all can find me at automationbridge.com. That's the website. If you want to get started with a checklist, just like I've given you here for learning, if you want to get started with automation, you said, wait a minute, I want to learn more about that. I do have a program where I teach digital marketers how to automate that, but I wouldn't start there. I would say, listen, I've got a quick, this is so easy. It's just a, a one sheet checklist. And you can go through it and say, okay, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I doing this? And it comes with a course as well, an email course to help you apply. So you'll see, you'll see a version of this at play. And I've got a link for it. It's automationbridge.com forward slash seamless. And you'll be able to, to download that free of charge. Go through it. You'll see how I'm emulating as much as I can in the open environment, how to give people, hey, do this now that you've learned this go do this. And then there's opportunities to go on more and and
0: learn more. Amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show, Chris. It was so top notch and I'm just so grateful for your brilliance and just sharing your experience. Cause I think a lot of times we hear a lot of theory, but we don't hear a lot of practical applications of automation and online learning. So I think that people are really going to benefit from this. So thank you so much for being here. Thank
1: you so much for having me Natalie. It, It was a joy.